Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh yeah, welcome back because we got our own human F-150. That would be the great Wexinator, Jim Wexel from Steel City Insider. We're filling you with a lot of metaphors and nicknames here, Wex. How you doing, my friend? Man, you, I, I have these lines all ready to go, and then you make me laugh at myself. But I forget what the heck I was thinking. <laughs> Don't you hate when that happens? The Wexinator. Get I do that. Hey, that was that. that was Max. He came up with the Wexinator, baby. Yeah. Well, you know, you gotta every every superhero needs his theme music, and just like that, they also need a nickname, right? Clark Kent does not go around saying, "Oh, this is." I'm Clark Kent. <laughs> no, he's the Man of Steel. He's Superman. You know, you gotta, you gotta, ha- you gotta have a little, gotta have a little panache, a little, little intro. Like so panache. the Wexinator, it is. So was was that my new theme music? I, I like the cowbell in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah was... but as you as you know, we say about that. Yeah, yeah. more the, cowbell. More cowbell. Yeah, that, that's yeah, all. Gotta have more cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no doubt about it. Wex, we're going into Philadelphia, and besides cheesesteaks, what what stands out to you about this Philly, Philly Eagles team? Because they got a lot of good stuff rolling, a good mojo on their side of the uh, the state over there, shall we say. And it does not just – is not constituted in cheesesteaks only, which I'm, I got cheesesteaks on my mind already this early. Now I do. Thanks a lot, Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> what What do I think of when I – oh, Philly, geez, oh, man. You yeah. know, Miles Sanders, yes. he went 74 last time they played. Um, oh, Darius I forgot Slay, about that. Yeah. You. Darius Slay travels with the top receiver, so, uh, so much for George Pickens. Um. Javon Hargrave, now this this really angers me, angers my blood, as Satchel Page would say. Angers my blood. You, you know, the, the guys like that, you know, stout guys that can rush the passer, stout nose tackles who can rush the passer that you find in the third round, you should be able to keep those guys. But that was the price you pay of having a franchise quarterback and the price tag. Mm. So uh, uh, since they don't have that, maybe the next third rounder they pick, they can keep for a while. 
Um, Fletcher Cox, of course, you know, he's in the Cam Hayward, uh, uh, put me in the Hall of Fame uh, brigade there, defensive right. interior guys. They're very similar, I think. Wolf, you're a, you're a technician. You you could disagree, I'm sure. But No, I, I think he's a high-quality dude, man. And Brandon Graham, uh, you know, every time his contract expires, I expect the Steelers to make a run at him because he just seems like a perfect fit here. And the other guy, A.J. Brown. I mean, I, I, I re- re-ran some of the interview I did with him at the NFL Combine in 2019. He talked about how much he hates defensive backs and he likes to bully them. And I asked him <laughs> if, if he ever watched Hines Ward play. He said no. And I said, well, he hated DBs too. And he laughed. And we had a really nice conversation. I know the Steelers uh, had him in for a talk. And uh, then uh, they uh, did not draft him. They didn't really – well, they could have in the first round, but they traded up for Devin Bush. They traded the 52nd pick, mm. and and A.J. Brown went 51st. And, I mean, you've watched him play. What what a mm-hmm. – wow. What a powerful, powerful receiver. Absolutely. He, 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 here's another thing. He, he said he was a, a baseball – he was a baseball player. I said, what position did you play? He said, center field. I was a triples hitter. And occasionally I'd hit, uh, go, go deeper. I forget how he put it. Occasional home runs, but he was a triples hitter. And I thought, man, you know, watching him play football, that's what he is. He's not, you know, he's not a four, three guy. So you don't really look at him as a home run hitter. Mm -hmm. And Heinz Ward was all muscular and all, but he was a doubles hitter. Right. This guy is a triples hitter. He's in the middle of a <laughs> 4-3-guy in the middle of Heinz Ward. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I think. But I, I, Jalen Hurts just doesn't do it for me as a quarterback. So there is the hope. And plus, they're undefeated. And, uh, you know, the last time the Steelers won there was 1965 Ooh. when they were, I, I believe, 2-12. and 12. So this team has two wins, too. So I don't know. What do you yeah, – is there an analogy there? I don't know. Yeah, no, Wex. I mean, you're absolutely right. It is a uh, is a daunting task ahead of us, especially going into Philly and all the fan. I mean, also the fanfare that's in the city of Philly. I mean, I think we're fighting that as well going into Philly because you have the Phillies in the World Series, which if you've never been to Philly before, Steelers Nation, the stadium is literally across the parking lot. So it is it is an it is already. An obnoxious fan base that's going to be on eleven. <laughs> that's saying it mildly. Sunday. That's saying it mildly. I'm trying to look for the best best word to use. <laughs> an obnoxious yet electric fan base. Yes. Yeah. So they, they, yeah. They're, they're tough. They're, they're obnoxious tough. squared. I, yeah. Yeah. When you're looking at this though, Wex, where, where, where is? Where's the solace outside of you know not sold on Jalen Hurts? I mean. What is the solace looking at them? Where do you think there is a crack in this team? Well, I I really haven't broken it down yet. I just uh, went off the Tomlin uh, just eyeball press conference. test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't watched them, Max. I got to admit. Uh, oh, oh, you haven't? So, okay, yeah. No, I but I, I just times, just yeah. the players. I, I I just remember you know the draft, and I, as I explained in my column today, I really don't watch much NFC ball. I don't play fantasy ball. So I don't watch much NFC ball after these guys get out of college and AJ Brown, you know, it was a Titan. So I have to uh, bag out on that one. But I, I, as, as the Steelers always say, it's about us. And so, okay. 
uh, you're going to score more than 15 points. I mean, that's the first question. But so, see, well, let me jump in here because I, I noticed that the, the Eagles uh, are only giving up 16 points, which I think is perfect because we're, we're only scoring 15.3, <laughs> so we're good. Well, how much yeah. are they scoring, though? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. That's a little gallows humor, okay. you know? Just yeah. a little gallows humor. <laughs> Let's well, let's not know, mind that they've scored. They, they average more points than we've scored. So yeah. let's just let's just put that out there. Twenty six point eight. Yes, all season. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, they average tw- almost twenty seven points a game. Uh, well, the Steelers have scored more than twenty seven points, but I get your point. Yeah. You no, I'm saying that, that's combined though. What was single score in a game? Okay. Okay, your yeah. your math is throwing me off. I don't know. Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> okay, start, start, start. Well, not not complete. Not I mean, not, they're averaging twenty seven, and we're we haven't scored that much in a, in a single game. That's that's what I was trying to get to. Okay. Oh, in a single game. Okay. No. okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's that's what I was trying. Not not combined total points. And I'm sitting yeah. here going, carry the one. And there must be yeah. You were trying defensive to defensive touchdowns. Eight, <laughs> Eighteen plus ten is. Yeah. And then, then you have a pick three. over here. Yeah, then, yeah, exactly. Okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, no, okay, we're, we're good. Well, we're good. let me ask Max a question here. Ask you know, away. The offensive coordinator, the, the Steelers offense. Personally, I watch it. I don't know. You know, I've covered the team for 28 years, and one thing I've learned is that I don't know. what I, I, I I've learned what I don't know, and that's X's and O's. And what really is a good offensive coordinator – I, I, and I also learned that everybody hates the offensive coordinator when they're two and five. Yeah. And I, yeah. I watch the team and I see the mistakes and people tell me that they're running only 10 plays a game and that Kenny Pickett should be thrown to George Pickens and they should be thrown deep and over the middle. And I say, well, I see some deep balls and I see some over the middle and I like what Pickett's doing, but he's a rookie and these mistakes and then third and one, the shift and, and, and all these mistakes, people know you're missing it. This offensive coordinator is horrible. And am I missing it? I mean, you, you're a professional, Uh, you know, you played the game. I, you know, Wolf, I I mean, I, I'd have to ask him about Walt Kiesling if I were to ask Wolf. <laughs> Let me get my leather helmet out, Wax. And... How was Otto Graham? How was it playing against Otto oh, Graham? Let me back tell in the you day? that man yeah. could slinging Sammy Baugh. All right, there you go. Oh gosh, but if I had my two cents, I'd just jump in real quick. Look, I, I go by a couple of mantras, and number one is, you know, coaches coach, players play, and it, look at. There's 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 things that you can tweak and turn. The the offensive coordinator is is got he's got help from other people. It's not like just Matt Canada. You know, there's a, there's a whole staff of put people putting stuff in. The point is it's the Jimmys and Joes, not the X's and O's. Again, because I think look at what's going on in Green Bay. All right, you you you've got Aaron Rodgers. This this is like an ultra low point in his career as far as yards and throws and everything else coming out on there. And and Aaron and Aaron's saying you got to put the onus on the players. It's not you know it's not the games. It's or, um, it's not the plays being called. It's it's the players have to take ownership of what they're doing and make sure that they are performing their their jobs. You know, I mean, I, I'm sorry, but that's I, that's the way I grew up with Chuck. You know, it was just he always he would remind us: players play, coaches coach. That's it. But you played for yes. Joe Walton, didn't you? I did not. I was in Minnesota okay. when he came. Now there are there are, 
uh, let's say, situations. Like Joe Walton, his, his offense was simply too confusing is what I always heard from the guys that played. Now, I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I was any kind of genius, right, because we all know that I'm not. But the fact is, um, you know, it was a more difficult offense because of the terminology and some of the concepts, his, his pass protection concepts. I remember talking to Tunch because I was in Minnesota at that time, and he was still here, and he said it was, it was, they, did, they had to finally simplify it because it got too crazy. And, Max, I go back to, you remember super uh, having a conversation with Big Red and Je- Jeff Hardings. He talked about how you guys simplified the, the playbook before, I think it was the Detroit Super Bowl that year. Okay? Yeah. You know, go yeah. ahead. I mean, yeah, it's exactly what, what, we, what, what you heard, Wolf. I mean, it was trying to eliminate some of the extra motions, um, some of the extra jargon, and also – Make it simple for Ben to audible out of, right? Right. You know, give him give him a limited menu of plays that we felt were bread and butter. Um, that if we did call in a certain play, like you have these options available to you, and also there are options that we felt, you know, like 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 you said, right? Sprint right pick with Chuck Noll, right? Like like <laughs> sitting there and saying, okay, this is this is what it is. We have these couple of things. We know we can do them. We know you can run them cold. This is going to be our 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 play bank. And then we're going to call in the plays that we rep throughout the week, but these are the ones we've carried all season. And we're going to make them into a word format that you can change out of based off of one of two different things given this at play. So if the three technique is to the strong side, boom, take it weak, right? Or if the safety, you have single high safety at pre-snap, we go to this, yeah. like one key that changes how the play is going to be run so that it makes it a little bit easier, more digestible for the quarterback to understand it and everybody's on the same page. And even though it's simple, we can all run it and we can all feel comfortable that all 11 guys on the offensive side of the ball understand what's going on. Okay, now is this too simple? Are defenses figuring this out too easily? I think, in my most humble opinion, Wax, when I look at it, we're, we're starting to get to tweaking where the individual efforts are being uh, put in position to do things that uh, I think really help them. For instance, I love the fact that you got Derek Watt as an H-back slash fullback leading at the point of attack on some of those off tackles, and you attacked it in a couple ways. One is with Derek Watt there, and you got a tight end over there, he stretches the end man on the line, and then Watt comes in and either widens the end man on the line or he goes directly to the second-level line uh, linebacker. You know what I mean? You create that that kind of like a okay, zone how many blocking does, scheme. How many snaps does Derek Watt play? Then not not that many. No, but then here here's the second thing. You run 16G, where you pull the onside guard and kick out, and you have this influence block with the tight end rather than now crossing the face of the end man line. He sets up, then he goes up to the second level, and all of a sudden you got that guard in your face kicking out. But what I'm pointing out is those were two runs that Najee looked really good on. I think he benefits from not going the three B's, not the the bang, the bounce, or the bend. All right, those are the the elements of a outside zone zone blocking scheme where you got the you know you, you're looking for the cutback, you're looking for the bounce, whatever. But when you have direct 
what he had more of a linear fashion running scheme in front of him. It looked better. I don't know. It just what looked better to me. What does all this mean, though? What is all these? This is a couple plays. What does this mean for the offensive coordinator, the job he's doing? What do you mean? Are you, are you saying the running running game is on the verge of breaking out? I think I think they I think I think he gained traction this past weekend because well, you I saw a couple of elements that you physically better. Well, no, but it's not just physically better. You're putting them in a position where they're instead of the cutback all the time being available, which I think sometimes slows down his reaction. I think he just he sees the hole, he gets through the hole. His C do goes boom. Okay. I mean, so, Max. What's the play Max, calling? What, How's the play no, calling? Max? Just let me ask Max that. So, I, so for me, from my vantage point on the sidelines, I look at it. Um, how is the team sustaining drives? Because really, that's ultimately what matters, right? How long can you keep a drive going? How long can you can can, can does it actually lead in points? And I think Matt Canada is getting better with it. And I think the offense, everybody's feeling more comfortable with it. I think for Kenny, the biggest thing is putting him in a position where he has an out, right? I mean, not saying that he's a full-blown dual-threat quarterback that needs to have RPO action every single time, but he has the legs that if, if you're moving him in the pocket, that's when it gets, it gets better. Okay, and, let me – Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, the long drives and the, there, there, there's some sustainability there, and you gotta like that. And you like the quarterback uh, leading it, but this was put to me on the message board mm-hmm. after I said some of the same things. Is uh, you know, Dick LeBeau uh, made a Hall of Fame career out of saying teams can't march the field on us without make without making a mistake. Uh, we'll play this cover three. We'll bring our corners off the line. We'll give them the cushion. We'll dare them to do what we're asking Pickett to do. And until, you know, nobody can can do that without making mistakes. And then a guy named Tom Brady came along. And <laughs> Dick LeBeau was Dick LeBeau's kryptonite, yeah. a guy who didn't make those mistakes. So this guy's not Tom Brady yet. So uh, if if it's great to defend, I mean, where are the chunk plays? That's that's what Bruce Arians brought. There's where are no the chunk question. plays? Right, yeah. but we saw yeah. we saw a start of it. I mean, you saw the Pickens thirty yarder. You know, that's that's a great chunk play. What we haven't had is the is the twenty, thirty, forty yard runs from our running backs. Yeah. We have not gotten any of that sort of traction going. Okay. You know, that's those are things. The other thing is, I want. Oh, I would love to see the screen game come on. You know, now yeah. unfortunately yeah. we can't seem to get that thing timed up. But screen well, we to me, we keep throwing it to Zach Gentry. I'm out like Zach, but he's six <laughs> twelve. Yeah, but he falls forward. And he, 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 he does. Yards. He does. A redwood falling in a forest still gets yards. <laughs> exactly so. <laughs> yeah. But, but I think, you know, but but I, I hear you on all those, um, Wex. And I think when I look at it, I mean, I think that that's kind of where we're at with with the team is that there's parts of it that we like and other parts that we don't like. And I think as you get more traction, because here's the thing, Kenny didn't really get to work with the ones. And so he's still learning how to work with the ones and take these reps with the ones and getting and building chemistry that should have been built in training camp. Like, but nobody had the idea that we're, that Kenny was going to start this soon. And so now you're trying to play catch up. And I think it's gone in the right direction. But once again, you also got to get Kenny up to speed. Because some of those decision-making 
skills on the fly at the pro level are different than what you did in college. And even though he has a lot of college experience, like that third down at the end of the game, he was wide open. Understanding four down territory, like if that was a younger Ben, Ben would have ran it and wanted a closer and shorter fourth down to throw into the end zone. You know, but Kenny's like, I want to hit the touchdown pass here and throw it into double coverage on Deontay because he was expecting a, a comeback. And Deontay kind of leaked towards the back pylon, and then you get the interception. He, he like, was going it's vertical. those little things. He was yeah, going it was those vertical. little things. It was those little things that well, that this that make it different. Well, I I agree, and that's what I've been saying. It's a rookie quarterback. You gotta you you gotta be patient. It's a process. It's a grind. And then people say, "Well, why didn't he get work with the ones?" And I my counter that. Mitch Trubisky needed all that work because he was new as well and he was struggling and that was your guy and you don't rebuild in front of your veterans. Cam Hayward does not want to see you give the number two guy, a rookie, reps with the ones just because he's the number two years he's going to need them. Cam Hayward says, man, I don't know how much more I got left. I want to see your starting quarterback getting the work that he needs. Right. And so that's my defense. And then I come off, uh, you know, as, uh, uh, you know, carrying water for the Steelers when I just know that it's a rookie quarterback and it takes time. And I know Ben didn't, but Ben was an anomaly and Tom Brady's an anomaly. And I like what I'm seeing Pickett. I like what the offensive line's doing. And I love Pickens and I love Fryermuth. And DJ and Claypool are nice complimentary pieces as well. And it, it'll all come together, I keep saying. I, I believe it. it. Let, let yeah. me just put this down. Think of three throws. The 30-yarder to Pickens. The seven-yarder to uh, uh, Pickens in the end zone, back shoulder. And then that throw to Fryermuth on fourth and six for 21 yards. Let me tell you something. That was a big league throw. That's yeah. fourth and six with the clock running, running yeah. the, the the no huddle offense, and he goes. He didn't go to the shorter one to Pickens. He didn't go on the other side to a clay pool that was shorter. He went twenty one yards in a tight window to Fryermuth, which was I thought it was absolutely sensational. When you watch the end zone uh, film of that, you see how tight that window was. Even though Fryermuth was trying to be quarterback friendly coming across the front, it was tight. And he sat right in there, and he didn't panic. He didn't pull the trigger and dump it down. He he went he went yard, and he went big. And it was I thought it was a great throw. Yeah. And that says to me he's learning, and it, there's a lot of upside here. I I agree, yeah. I agree with all of that. And it's just it's grinding. Yeah. It's tough. It's yeah. tough. It's tough to it's tough to report on this without being as Wolf you used in a, in a column a couple weeks ago. Pollyannish. Yes. I, you should have heard. By the way, way, did you have to correct my spelling on that? Because it was I really did. difficult. <laughs> I, I, I did not know how to spell it either. You know, Wolf, I look up some of the words you use and I learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, who needs Rosetta Stone? You know? <laughs> Just have Wolf write a column and you have to decipher it, you know? Decipher. Yeah, that's the proper term. <laughs> keeps the mind keeps the mind going, you know. Yes. But uh, but but I think also, you know, you look at the team that Ben Roethlisberger came into, um, True. the team that Tom Brady came into. Like you had dominating defenses for both of them, and then you had established run games with veteran offensive linemen in front of you. 
Uh, he does, Kenny Pickett doesn't have that. I mean, he has a new offensive line, two new pieces inside, <laughs> and two, a young guy on the left tackle position. Um, a defense that's playing less than Leo, you know, less than stellar compared to the early two thousands, and I, you know it, it's a it's a growing team as a whole. I will add. The defense has been very surprising these last couple of weeks. A, with their uh, backup secondary playing against Tom Brady, and B, with their um, supposedly two slow corners playing against the uh, Usain Bolt track team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. His, so uh, his sponsor I, I, club. Very, <laughs> very, yeah, very encouraging. So maybe that dominating defense is percolating a little bit. Yeah, so no, I, I think – and I think it's growing, right? It's getting better as they adjust to all the injuries, all of the adjustments, right? You're now playing more of a 4-3 defense um, and, a, and a hybrid 4-2 nickel versus the traditional 3-4 that a lot of these guys were brought in to play. And so you're seeing that adjustment on the fly as well. Um, and then when you start to get something, then you lose a guy like DeMarvin Leal. As he, as he starts to carve a roll up for himself, boom, IR. And now, now you're trying to groom Isaiah Loudermilk to do the same thing. So it's just – it's one of those things. It's just – it's that sputtering start, right? It, it's, 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 that, it's that trusty Ford Deluxe that, or Chevy Deluxe that you just – you're like, come on, man. I just need you to start, baby. Come on. I know you got, you got, you got to rub the dashboard. You got to talk nice to it. Got, I don't, hey, don't pump it more than three times. Don't, put, don't, don't flood it. Don't flood this carburetor now. All right, and then, okay, I'm going to lean a little bit to the left when I turn the key. Like, it's just all those little things. You're figuring out all the nuances to getting this truck going. <laughs> well, when you're two and five, it's like having your new girlfriend in the truck. You know, I come yeah. up, baby. Don't, yeah, come exactly. On. Start, baby. Please, so, please, please don't embarrass please. me. <laughs> <laughs> you see the people looking. They're all standing around. I, told, I promised them a show. There's no show happening. Come on. Just turn off. It's so disappointing, though, that you got to go to Philly where you never win to play an undefeated team. <laughs> but I will say I was a little surprised the Steelers opened at 11.5 point underdogs, immediately bet up uh, to, to minus 10. So the money, a lot of money, instantly went on to Steelers. So there's some, there's some belief in this team to a degree. So there's that. Well, th I think there's plenty of belief. Look, I, I just I know the growing pains when you go from a Hall of Fame quarterback to another quarterback, much less a rookie quarterback. Kenny's going to be fine. I really believe it. You see growth in him. I think you just we're going to have to be patient. You got to kind of you know you got to bite down hard on your mouth guard and double strap your chin strap. You know, but the fact is, um, it could be bumpy. But I'll tell you, this kid has a lot of upside. And I just think you got to, you know, you, and you got to acknowledge the fact, yeah, he made some poor decisions there. It happens. You don't, you can't make a poor decision without making a good decision. You can't make a good decision without making a poor decision. And you never know. You know what I mean? It, it, these things go hand in hand. And as he gains more and more experience, it's like that throw that J Javon Holland, that he jumped on, right? It's third and what, 16. The week before against Tampa Bay, what did he do? He had a couple third and 15s. He threw to Chase Claypool. Claypool made the play. You know, he's, he's thinking, I got, you know, I can do this. And he goes after it. And you don't think that, you know, uh, you don't think Miami was watching that tape? 
You know, when you got to play a picket fence across a marker that's 16 yards down the field, yeah, you're going to sit there and you're going to wait because he, you know, we saw it before. He went and he tried to go and, and pick up the entire yardage. If Kenny had it back, he'd probably protect the field goal, you know, position. So these are lessons that he's going to learn. But I love the fact the kid, the kid has no fear. That fourth and six was enough to convince me that this kid is fearless. Yeah. 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 So. Nah, absolutely. All right, Wolf. I don't yeah. know. I got. I got. Well, I'll get off my high horse now. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, we'll all get off of the high horse and the airwaves as we step aside. But I want to thank you, Jim. Thanks, Thanks for Wex. coming in. As always, yeah. the Wexinator always delivers. <laughs> I, I'm just. I'm roll. I'm rolling with it. I stu- I'm sticking with the theme, Wex. So. Look forward to it next week, and uh, you know, ha- have a great rest of your don't week. Don't flood the and carburetor, Wex. Well, I'm going to put the carburetor the on, on the side of that my truck. There <laughs> so we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'll cool. work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no matter what speed it goes by. All right. <laughs> thanks, boys. All right, we're, thanks. All right, we're going to step aside, and when we come back, you know what I want to talk, Wolf? I want to talk uh, some of these. Uh, the trade deadline's a week away. Ooh. And I do want to get into some intriguing topics that have been brought up as far as the Steelers and trades are concerned. Out, out, we'll talk about that and more here when we come back in the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Back is Pickett. He waits. Man comes open. That is Chase Claypool going left to right over the middle. Stiff arms a man and gets down to the uh, 35-yard line before he's run out of bounds by Justin Bethel. All right. Talking about Steelers rumors. (laughs) Um, You know, as, as we talk about... The trade deadline, which is less than a week away. And, you know, I have some interesting headlines to throw at you, Wolf. Some oh, of the, my. You know, we're dipping into the rumor mill. Rumor mill, I know mill, we don't normally – Rumor mill, trade rumors, trade postulations um, and thoughts. And I figured I'd throw a couple at you and just see what you thought about these and what, you know, kind of a little exercise about – what do we think um, can happen um, with these and the, and the viability of them? First one I think is a little bit far-fetched, but we're, we're going to go with it, okay? okay? Trade rumor number one. Extra, extra, read all about it. You know what? Um, you know, do we have any, like, I don't want to take, Wes, I don't want to take your breaking news sounder, <laughs> but do we have something that's kind of like an alert-esque type of breaking news type of sound we can we can throw in here? Okay, there we go. Because I, 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 I want to build up the anticipation for this. You know, I think this is going to be a really good, really good segment with me doing this. So okay. I just okay. We we talked about the Wexinator. We talked about you know having theme music. I, I feel like if we're gonna if we're gonna go in the rumor mill world, you know, or even like some Halloween like spooky type of music. I don't know. I don't know. It's something that gets this going. Well, while while Wes is, is efforting a sound, because I just threw that to him on the spot, because I because I tend to have that rambling. Um, 
the thought goes gonna, from your brain to your mouth like a gumball machine. <laughs> it does. It does. It does. Without the swirl, is this the little short one that you just you click it yeah. and just boom, just boom, drops, just drops in. Yeah, there's no there's no anticipation. You know, like some of those diners, the gumball machine has a little swirly ramp that goes all the way down. It's a tall gumball machine. Yep. Now mine's a, mine's the short drop. Uh, <laughs> it's a very short drop. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say it, bud, but it's yeah, a very exactly. short drop. <laughs> exactly. It's put money in. Crank it a quarter of the way. Boom, gumball drops. There it is. Oh, here we go. Hey. There we go. Love it. It's a nice little, nice little Halloween, little theme yeah. music for the holiday season. But rumor mill number one. Okay. Would you buy would you buy or are you buying or selling this headline? Trubisky to the Colts for picks. Ooh. Huh. Intriguing, huh? It you is intriguing. Matty Iced has melted in yep. Indianapolis. Now you're going to Sam Ellinger to uh, <laughs> to lead the troops. Um, Frank Reich is a quarterback is, is is a coach who's known for working with quarterbacks, and Mr. Bisky is a mobile guy who could get some things done. Um, do you think that's something that has viability? You know, it it could, but I would give you one more. I would say okay. even Mason Rudolph. You Th- know, you thank go, you. You go back Glad to you his, it up. the last two starts he had. Again, I go over and over, and his his preseason production, which I thought he was no doubt he was in my mind the best quarterback in camp, and you know, I would think he's what twenty seven, young guy. I mean, that's 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 a possibility there. All right, so I would so be buying so, more of what I just said than buying the other one. Okay, all right, okay. Hey, I, I like it. I like. It. I, I think it's something that has to be entertained. Now, what do you think in your head is fair compensation? Oh, I, I for don't Mason do that. Well. Or Mitch? I'm, I'm, oh gosh, I'm, oh, I'm gosh. terrible at that yeah. stuff. You know? Yeah. I mean, trying compensation. I mean, I'm like going. Give me a cherry cheesecake and a, and a and a maybe some key lime pie. You know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you know, my my gut gets in the way of of uh, you know actual like knowledge in these sorts of things. So throw something at me. All right, I'll say a day two pick and a day three pick. However, we get to those. Okay, I'm thinking third rounder and possibly a fifth or a sixth rounder. Okay, yeah, I could. Okay, I could see that. I would think from. Well, because Mace hasn't had as many starts, I would think probably a fifth rounder, something like that, since you, you kind of put the parameters oh. there. Yeah, yeah. I would say, so Mitch would be, I'm sorry, <clears throat> Mitch would be two picks, and I think, like I said, third and the fifth or sixth. Right. And then I think for Mason, you're probably looking at any day three pick above the seventh round. Okay. All right. If that makes sense. That makes more sense to me. I have very little GM capabilities yeah okay exactly i can barely conduct my own life (laughs) yes i'm a walking dumpster fire max hey it's all good it's all good well all right here let me throw a second scenario at you okay all right chase claypool for picks two weeks ago i just said i'd really be interested in that after again and, and that's only because all along I have said there's there so much more 
to gnaw on. There's so much more meat on the bone there as, as we, if we go Tomlinism there. Um, with this kid, and, and we saw it again, you know, the week before this past game. You know, seven, seven catches, uh, almost 100 yards. There is, there is just there, and with a, a young guy like Kenny, I want to keep these weapons now. And, and Cl- Chase Claypool is a guy that c- can be a lethal weapon, no doubt in my mind. Yeah, but you also say, yes, we saw the last two weeks, week six and seven, but we also saw the first five weeks. Well, that's true. So, so does the sum of all parts equal the same result? That's where I kind of struggle with it because, like you said, what if he gets into another funk in this season where you need him and he doesn't quite perform? You know, maybe a change of scenery might help him. I don't know. Is there value in finding them? Because it's st- here's the one thing I could, I could hang my hat on. Mike yep. Tomlin could go find receivers in the draft. True. And like that, 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 that's not a doubt. Well, let me ask you this. Does it include thinking that Calvin Austin is going to be a contributor? Yeah, because I, here's, I think that, that, here's yeah, the that's point. That's kind of a mitigating circumstance because I think uh, what uh, does how many how many uh, years left on his rookie contract do we have with uh, Chase? Is it one more year? I think one more year after this one, uh, according to uh, Snappy Reporter Wesley Euler. Okay, Wesley Wesley Viper Euler. Oh, um, the man's all over us. So I'm sitting exactly. there thinking, you know what? I'd, I'd like to get him. A, I'd, we got him another year. So I'm going to hang on to him because I want to see what Calvin Austin's capable of doing next year in training camp if he can't catch a moving train this year. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I, you know what? I like that as well. Um, but I, I do I do play devil's advocate and think that if there's a value, I'd rather sell high instead of, you know, letting go low right. um, if, you're, if you're going with a player. So I think that's kind of where I'm on the fence. But uh, but this was good. I I, I want to come back on the next break because I know I want to get back on timing. Um, let's step aside and we're gonna finish up with a couple more and then our final thoughts for the for the last segment of the show. What, that was how, interesting. How you think about that? That was interesting. Yeah. yeah. I I got yeah, no fun, GM fun ability though. I can tell that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> That's why I'm here. What's That's again? Right. Wing You're man. there for me. Wingman. Wingman. Yeah. All right, but hey, we'll step aside. When we come back, we will talk more. Like I said, you're in the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN Radio. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time and range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.